Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Hey, hey, oddballs, welcome to the 30th episode of the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Three zero. <laughs> also my grade point average in high school. <laughs> That's pretty good. You don't need to brag all the time. Until <laughs> I dropped out. <laughs> it's always weird, a 3.0 student dropping out. I know, I had you... the highest, dro- highest GPA of a dropout ever. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was uh, hovering uh, below the twos, I think. <laughs> We were a podcast. Point two. <laughs> my GPA and my blood alcohol content are the same. We are a podcast hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the jolly Louis Fox. I think of words that describes me the least. Jolly. Jolly? <laughs> I'm never jolly. Well, you're a happy person. That's true. That's true. I want to say I don't cross the line to jolly. Uh, you borderline on Peppy. <laughs> Which was also my first car's name, Peppy. <laughs> Uh, we are a podcast that shares weird yet interesting news stories to make your life more marvelous. <laughs> That's right. More marvelous. More marvelous. When you talk about these news stories at the water cooler at, w- cooler at work, people are like, hey, Jim in accounting, marvelous. Have you <laughs> more <heard>? marvelous. <laughs> Have you heard him spin yarns about the uh, urinals in Paris? No. <laughs> All right. So uh, what's going on with you, man? I went to finally made it to a Bigfoot convention. Hells yeah. It was the most awesome thing ever. Yeah? So my brother, me, and two like family friends go to Ocean Shores, which is on the coast in Washington. Uh-huh. And we go to the grocery store to buy booze. And they're having a wine tasting and um, prime rib tasting. At the grocery store? At the grocery store. Naturally. I was like, hell yeah. It's amazing. And then we get there, we check into the hotel. How big was the prime rib tasting? Did you just get one rib or one little little niblet? <laughs> niblet, but you, <laughs> we we disguised, we changed coats and went back oh, okay. in line. I wore, we switched glasses. And, you know, we worked it. Nice. And the guy's like, "You don't need to do that. You got a full meal out of it." Yeah. He's like, "This rib pairs nicely with a Pinot Noir, <laughs> no Pinot Grigio, <laughs> Pinot." <laughs> Are you an amateur at this? <laughs> You know, Primo with, with any boxed wine. This <laughs> I like any it. fortified wine. Okay, so you you you're drunk and and full, drunk and full. Going, you're having essentially what a Bigfoot diet is. Yeah, uh, berries and uh, meat. Yes, <laughs> with some horseradish. <laughs> so we get to the bar. It's at a casino. Just a guy randomly next to us. I go, Hey, are you with the conference here? He's like, Yeah. I go, Have you seen Bigfoot? He goes, yeah. And he starts showing me all these pictures. Oh, wow. Of just like woods. And he's like, see, there's a family of Bigfoot right there. You can see it clear. I'm like, on his phone? Yeah. And could you see it clearly? No. It's just, no. It's just what? woods. It, and what was his name? Tim. What? Like, why Why did he think that people would believe him? Oh, well, he was using these this proof. That was, he saw it. And um, Bigfoot was stalking him. Bigfoot stole his gun. Oh. Yeah. And did what with it? He took it. He started shooting back. <laughs> he's he's hunting quail. <laughs> Bigfoot's training for the biathlon. <laughs> and then that night at the conference, they were doing testimonials. 
So Tim gave his testimonial. So people would get up and then sort of like, it's kind of like church. Like yeah. People get up and they testify and say, uh, I, God touched me in this way. Yeah. But instead of God, it's Bigfoot. It's Bigfoot. Yeah. Well, and there's one guy that was like, and then I woke up in my tent holding Bigfoot's hand. I was like, Whoa. I was super drunk. I wasn't following his story. Oh, gotcha. But uh, it was it was pretty pretty epic. Wait, so he woke up and Bigfoot was in his tent, holding his hand, holding his hand, like spooning him or something. I think or? they were just side to side, like maybe like they were because um, that's what Bigfoot does. He just goes in. He's always the big spoon, <laughs> and he just he just holds your hands. Yeah, I met the guy who took the famous uh, Bigfoot video. Oh yeah, that guy's so full of crap. He's, really, I think so. Why? He's just. Hyping it for everything it's worth. Oh, I would imagine. You know, it's what's his story? His story is they well they went out looking for Bigfoot, uh-huh. and then he recorded this. Gotcha. But there's a lot of stuff that that doesn't make sense. Like what? Well, just like why there's only that. There were like three people there. They had guns. Why didn't they shoot Bigfoot? This was you know. Well, why would you? Well, that's silly. Like why would you shoot the one the lone creature, the only <laughs> one in existence that you've seen? Well, it's like there that's that's a very redneck thing to do. There's the Loch Ness monster. Have Let's you shoot met? It. Have you met this guy? <laughs> is he redneck? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, saw some Bigfoot poop. Okay. Got to handle it. Some scat. Yeah. Bigfoot scat. Yep. Yeah. That's great. Um, got to meet a lot of really crazy people, like really crazy. So what is your overall takeaway from the convention? I would go again. You would go again? I would definitely go again. Just because the people are so out there. Was there a common denominator for each person? Like they're all heavy alcoholics or no. rednecks or- They're all- Walks of life? Mostly quiet. Well, there's kind of two groups of people. They're kind of like some hipsters that are there to go to a Bigfoot convention. Oh, just because they think it's a cool, weird thing to do? Yeah, which is why I was there. Uh-huh. And then they're the people. They seem just like regular people that don't have much of a social life. Gotcha. And this is kind of their thing. As a group, they weren't very social. Like a Bigfoot, Bigfoot meetup. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But as a group, they weren't very so. They're pretty I'd go on that meetup actually. <laughs> Bigfoot meetup. Yeah, so it's like, hey, we're all going to meet up in the woods and go look for Bigfoot. I mean, like, oh, that sounds kind of cool. Well, there was a class on like how to track Bigfoot. That's awesome. Um, so I want to do a class next year about I what? Pitch one. Uh, dousing for Bigfoot. D- like lighting well, stuff on fire. No doubt. Like the looking oh, for water. God, looking with for the water. With, stick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so there are two groups of, of people. They call them. Apers and Wu. Uh-huh. Apers believe Bigfoot is a great ape. Okay. And Wu believe, believes he's like a UFO or supernatural. Gotcha. And the Wu people believe Bigfoot like can, you know, electromagnetically turn off your cell phone. And that's oh, why- so has supernatural powers. That's why there's no pictures of him because he uses his supernatural powers to stop it. To stop the 70s film cameras. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah, t- yeah. <laughs> so uh, those are those are the woo. Uh-huh. You know, like a, a mammal's body is mostly water. Mm-hmm. Your dowsing would make sense. Yeah. And Can you do that with humans, though? Can you use a dowsing rod to find a human? Don't ruin my, my BS story <laughs> okay, okay. with your logic. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> since he's mostly uh, water and he has uh, so, electrical abilities, 
he's super dousable. What you're saying is that you want to just contribute to the... The crazy? The crazy. And then I would sell dowsing rods after my smart, little talk. Smart, smart. I love so, how you've uh, been to one and you're already looking for financial gain. Heck yeah. How can I swindle these people <laughs> more? They already <laughs> dropped 35 bucks on this convention. <laughs> but there was one guy who was talking super crazy stuff. Uh-huh. He's like, I caught an energy Bigfoot on film. And he shows this video. And it's clearly like a moth reflected in a light crawling across the camera what the, lens. What the hell is up with these guys? Like, I would think, like, I get, like, the sort of novelty of a Bigfoot convention yeah. and people maybe kind of jokingly believing in it. But, like, the idea of, like, I'm going to create this shitty video that obviously is not Bigfoot and, and promoted as a Bigfoot thing. I mean, I, I just think this is kind of silly. Like, I wanted to stand up in his in his talk and go... We're all better than this. Yeah. You should have. <laughs> Come on, folks. We all paid $35. Let's that get, means we I all got, earned. I got dousing rods. <laughs> I got dousing rods. Come on. Oh, and so then the kick in the butt for my talk. So my brother has a PhD in electrical engineering. Uh-huh. And the other buddy that went with us, uh, well, two other, two other guys. One guy would be my, my hype man. And the other buddy um, has a master's in, in mechanical engineering. Okay. So, so you have some credibility. We would verify them, and they would be via Skype in the hotel room oh, smart. with their faces, you know, in the shadows. Smart. So my brother would be like, "Oh, I'm an with engine. that deep uh, sort of uh, witness interrogation, yeah, you know, with a voice change, uh, yeah, yeah, witness <laughs> and, protection, a voice." And they would verify that, yeah, if you electrify water, it's going to pick up the dowsing rod better, uh-huh. and then my buddy can verify how a dowsing rod works. Nice mechanics, yeah, and throw out some science. And then we're instant hundred airs. Yeah. I mean, geez, you might be rolling in. <laughs> rolling in You might in be able 20s. to pay for that hotel room. <laughs> be rolling in 20s. God, yeah. I mean, I, I would like to go just for that. But, like, when I would hear those people talking, like, when they're just making shit up. Like they're just talking out their ass. Yeah. Like that's when I would have a hard time. I'm like, let's let's actually get down and and like break down if the Bigfoot is real and like where this like let's talk to the real people who well, have had real scenarios who didn't just get like a blowjob from Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. Cool. You want to get some stories? Uh, yeah. Let's do it, man. Hey, hey, oddballs, sorry to interrupt the program, but we just wanted to let you know that we have created a web page that allows you to support our program financially. Go to our website, oddandoffbeat.com, and click on the Patreon link. That will take you to a page that allows you to donate directly to our program. And not only do you get the amazing feeling of helping two artists create silly content, but you also get some pretty sweet kickbacks. Mm -hmm. We have set up five different tiers of programs to choose from, and you can pick the one that best suits you. They range from $1 to $20 a month, and each tier has different odd and offbeat freebies. We have monthly bonus episodes, mystery prizes sent to your doorstep, magic tricks, shout-outs on the podcast, stickers, t-shirts, and much, much more. Oh, so much more. Each of the giveaways are listed on the page so you can see all the sweet stuff you can get. This helps us continue to make this program and unofficially pardons you from all your sins. <laughs> it's more fun than a Hail Mary and actually makes sense. So again, oddandoffbeat.com and click on the Patreon link. Okay, 
Now back to the weird stuff. Let's get to some weird news. This story comes from WFTV.com. That's a source more reliable than my Comcast internet upload speed. <laughs> so this uh, this story is kind of a, we're not ones to make fun of unfortunate circumstances, but it is weird and unusual, and I think it's worthy of talking about. I think so, yes. So the story goes, Orlando man accused of shooting up home after woman leaves negative restaurant review. Wow, that's like the uh, super angry white dude's version of the uh, business owner's reply. And of course, this is in Florida. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Orlando, Florida. A 42-year-old Orlando man was arrested Thursday evening, 10 days after he shot up a home after one of its residents complained about an experience at a restaurant. That, that's a lot of anger in you. Jeez, yeah. I mean, for one negative comment, I wonder how he made it through high school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On August 20th, deputies were called to a home on Milford Avenue near Holden and South Orange Avenues in Holden Heights after Norman <laughs> Aville riding in an SUV driven by Michael Johnson, the restaurant owner's son, shot... You couldn't have a weirder name, Norman Aville, and a more generic name, Michael Johnson. Maybe that's why they got along, right? Yeah, a little yin and yang. Uh, Michael Johnson's the restaurant owner's son. Norman's the guy who shot. Yeah, Trigger Man was just like, I want to shoot something. And the other dude's like, let's do it. I want to shoot something. You know what we should shoot at? Someone left a negative review on my dad's restaurant. I want to shoot a stranger today. Whoa, whoa, calm down. They said they got food poisoning. <laughs> so they shot the home three times before Johnson drove away, according to the arrest report. The report said one of the bullets pierced the window, narrowly missing the head of Kenneth Wally, who was watching television in the living room. I actually could feel the air from the bullet as it passed to me, Wally told Channel 9 on Friday. It missed me by about four inches. That's crazy. Have you ever shot guns? No, never. You really? No, I've only held one gun in my entire life. I've shot guns at the range a couple times. Mm. I'm always amazed how hard it is to hit a target. Uh, it's remarkably hard. Were you wearing your glasses when you were shooting? <laughs> Before I had glasses. Okay. So that might be the problem. So, yes. <laughs> it's the redneck eye test. Yeah. <laughs> On August 19th, Wally's wife, Diana Wally, had been denied service at the Daybreak Diner at South Crystal Lake Drive and Curry Ford Road. So their daughter, Monica Wally, called the diner and spoke with several workers about her mother's visit, the report said. Monica Wally told Channel 9 that she left negative review on Facebook after her disabled mother was denied service on her birthday. Jeez, and on her birthday. Slow down. On your birthday. Not only do you get denied on your birthday, your house gets shot up on your birthday birthday. That sucks. I know, I know. She said the restaurant workers were unnecessarily rude. I think part of your deal, if you're a restaurant worker that's not a super high end, you get a certain number of unnecessarily rude past days. Yeah. You gotta deal with people. Well, and especially like when you're responding to somebody on the phone, you know, at least they're calling and directly complaining. Yeah. I mean, she went there first before she posted on the social network, right? I mean, I think that's the way to handle it. Yeah, she took it up the food. The, the yeah, pool. you know, she went directly to them and said, hey, and then they, and then they they were rude and then she posted the review yeah i guess you're right she followed the procedure yeah well now was her mom wearing like the it's my birthday sash like did they know it was her birthday i don't think it matters you know okay so it's my right to be able to tell others what my experience is and what happened and stand up for my mother monica wally said i think that anybody in my shoes would have done the same thing according to the report monica wally was unsatisfied with the diner's response so she launched a social media campaign against the diner alleging that they mistreated her mother because of a disability which was 
They don't tell us. We don't tell. And we did actually read a couple different articles and the disability is unclear on what it is. If it's a wheelchair or if it's, uh, I don't know what it is. But here's my question. It's her birthday. Why is she going by herself? That's true. And clearly she's been here before. So I read in a separate article that she has a favorite meal there, Uh a favorite thing. So clearly she's been there before. So why did this happen just now? Yeah. There's more holes in the store than there are in that house. Oh, low down. (laughs) So more than three. (laughs) The social media campaign resulted in negative online reviews, negative social media posts, and harassing and angry phone calls to the restaurant. So that is frustrating if I'm a business owner, well, right? And like, people who never like, there's always things will pop up in the news of someone that did something, and they'll have like thousands of negative reviews from people who have never used the product or, or the be, service, yeah, or been to the restaurant or the place. And that's total BS. I think you cannot like my business as politics, but that has that shouldn't reflect a review. Well, it's true. And they say that like Yelp is great for you, but it could also ruin you too, right? Yep. I, I can see how this can affect people in multiple different ways. The report said the restaurant's owner Elizabeth Johnson later stated she felt that that day that her business was ruined as a result of the negative social media campaign. I don't know if they've said this already, but in the separate article, the event happened on the same day that the social media campaign and the negative review came out. So how would this woman even know that her business was affected? Yeah, there's no metric. You're not like, there was no one here tomorrow. Yeah, right? And you know what's probably going to hurt their business more is your your (laughs) son-in-law shooting up a house after the (laughs) negative review. What? (laughs) Or it's going to bring out those like, you know, those dark tourists. Oh yeah, the NRA guys. (laughs) Yeah, we support your right to shoot people if they don't like your food. That's... That's true. Okay, investigators said that Michael Johnson and his girlfriend, Stephanie Knight, worked at the diner that they intended to inherit someday. Aww. The report said Knight and Michael Johnson had been driving a 2013 white Ford Flex registered to Knight's father. The SUV matched the description. I like, though, at least they're driving the Ford Flex. They care about the economy. A little bit. A yep. little bit. Uh, so the, the car was registered to Knight's father. The SUV matched the description of the one recorded by a surveillance camera approaching this shooting scene, the report said. Investigation said Michael Michael Johnson and Jesse Martin told them that on August 20th, they were drinking beer with Avil at the home where they all live. All right. They're partying down. So Avil lives with uh, Johnson and... Notice? Didn't say they were smoking weed. Yeah. They weren't. Yeah. The only drive-bys that happen when people are smoking weed are in Snoop Dogg videos. That's true. Deputies said that men were angry about the damage to the diner's reputation and the negative social media campaign. So Martin used an internet search engine to determine Monica Wally's identity from her Facebook post and to find her address. That's crazy. Not that we've ever stalked anyone on this podcast through this. Yeah. Where do you go? www.potentialdrivebyshooting.com? Yeah. <laughs> Bad review hit list uh, finder. <laughs> Michael Johnson drove the white Ford Flex while Martin navigated from the back passenger seat and Avil rode in the front passenger seat. The report said Michael Johnson and Martin contend they drove to the Wally residence with the intent to harm someone via physical fight or to cause property damage, slashing tires or similar vandalism. Deputies said Avil fired the shots when Michael Johnson stopped outside the home. Investigators said the men tried to dispose of the evidence after Michael Johnson drove away. This is like the worst planned heist ever. Or yeah. Caper. Avil was arrested Thursday at South Bumby Avenue in Nancy Jeez. Street. <laughs> We're going to put together the walking tour. <laughs> this is, you can relive this whole scenario. <laughs> 
for three ninety nine. Yeah. You can do the extra bonus package. We'll reenact the whole situation. Yeah, we'll have like Wild West reenactors. <laughs> Avil was arrested Thursday. Detectives said Avil expressed loyalty to Michael Johnson and Knight and said he had drunk six to eight beers with his friends while discussing the issue and before going for a ride with Michael Johnson and Martin. You should see all the things I've expressed a loyalty oath to after eight beers. <laughs> I've always say that alcohol is much worse than weed is. I can't imagine what you said earlier. You're like, you know, you don't smoke weed and be like, you know what we should do? Let's go shoot up a house. Yeah, no, no. You smoke weed and you're like, you know what we should do? Get some Cheetos, take a nap. And let's read more Facebook bad reviews. <laughs> let's yeah. let's thumbs down these bad reviews <laughs> on Facebook. Yeah, and then you buy a bunch of crap on Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> Investigators said that although Avil wouldn't discuss his involvement in the incident, he told them that he understands that it looked bad for him. Yeah, yeah. You were driving a car that shot someone's house. Yeah, what? Avil was honorably discharged from the U.S. Army and said he drinks beer most days, investigators said. I think he's given them a little more information than they need. He yeah, that's should, little... You get that little Fifth Amendment thing, just to shut up. How often do you drink? Most days. Most days. <laughs> Wait, is it a holiday? Most days. Most days. Every night, but most days. Yeah. <laughs> Both Martin and Michael Johnson expressed concern for their safety and stated they had witnessed or has been subjected to violent outbursts by Avil in their residence. The report said, oh, they're throwing him under the bus. They are way throwing him under the bus. Why would you hang out with him? Yeah, Avil was arrested on charges of shooting into an occupied dwelling, shooting from a vehicle within 1,000 feet of a person, and abuse of a disabled adult. I think the abuse of the disabled adults, if that's related to the shooting, not the kicking out of the restaurant. I think it's pandering a little bit. Correct. They didn't abuse the person. Yeah, no, they, they tried to kill a human, and I think it had nothing to do with their disability. Well, it's weird that shooting from a vehicle within a thousand feet of a person is something, right? Like, I, like why isn't it just shooting shooting a gun within a thousand feet of a person? <laughs> exactly. Is it, like, so specific to a vehicle? Well, and that's kind of a push, because someone's got to shoot the gun. Yeah. Everyone's going to get that. Yeah, right? I, I, I have a string tied around the gun. It's a thousand and one feet. <laughs> I'm going to pull it. Technically, <laughs> technically, I videoed it. I measured it out. Yep, I was not near that. I didn't think anybody was crazy enough to do something like this over something so small, Monica Wally said. I don't think most people would. I think that this is extenuating circumstances. I mean, granted, Florida should be... There's like, sh- when you come into Florida, it should be welcome to Florida, the home of extenuating circumstances. Yeah, there's the asterisk <laughs> at the end. The home of shit going bad for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Normal courtesies and Yelp do not apply here. <laughs> Don't even think about leaving a bad review. <laughs> Florida. <laughs> do not review us on Yelp. And this guy, this mugshot, you know, he, do, he... If you put him... I would not be surprised to hear he shot up a house over a bad Facebook review. Yeah, he's not smiling in his mugshot. Smiling goes two ways. I mean, it makes you look smug or guilty. Yeah. He's... I've never seen a happy mugshot where you're like, you know what? Totally innocent. <laughs> I guarantee you that this this place is going to go under. Daybreak Diner. So on Yelp, they have three stars, 169 reviews. Wow. So I think they're weathering this pretty well. Try the two by four French toast specials. Had an Applejack toasted in breadcrumbs and apples and bananas. Yummy. I decided to go with the south of the border omelet, which had chorizo, jalapenos, avocados, tomatoes, onions, jack cheese, sour cream, and a side of sweet potato home fries. 
Thumbs up. Oh, and then it's flagged by Yelp. It says this business is being monitored by Yelp's support team for content related to media reports. Oh. It says uh, they're on active cleanup alert. The business recently made waves in the news, which often means that people come to this page to post their reactions. Uh. The best place to share your thoughts is on Yelp Talk. You are also welcome to post a review about this business, but we will ultimately remove reviews that appear to be motivated more by the news coverage itself than by the reviewer's own customer experience with the business. I tried the corned beef hash with a side of shotgun shells. <laughs> With the side of weirdly motivated shootings... On TripAdvisor, four stars out of 54 reviews. Well, there you go. I mean, it was a, looks like a solid place. Okay, so they have 41% excellent, 31% very good, 16% average, 11% poor, one terrible. <laughs> that, that, uh, <laughs> shot up my house. <laughs> shot up my house. So not cool, man. But, you know, also... That Still really good eggs, though. <laughs> I will take the moon over my hammy any day. <laughs> but now... Can you leave a bad review of a place for shooting up your house? Because it didn't happen during work hours. True. Like, what I do when I leave the office is on my time, not on the office's well, time. Well, this one is three stars. The food is good for a diner. Service is average. Gunshot. <laughs> Accuracy, spot on. <laughs> Okay, here we go. Here's the terrible review from June 12, 2015. Let's hear it. I entered the restaurant at 7.30 a.m. I like how they have the time countdown. He's like, you know what I do before I go into any restaurant? Check the time. I was told to seat myself. I sat and watched everyone's coffee and drinks refilled. I heard a server talking to her regular table that came in. I was ignored. Nobody came over to give me a menu or an ice water. I feel like they discriminated me just because I was perhaps not a regular customer. Or super hoity-toity if you want ice in your water. I have frequented the restaurant several times a year since I lived in the area, I will never go back again. So that's one time out of the seven times yeah, like, they went? That's what gets me is like when people go place someplace once or or they had the one bad experience. They're like, oh, I went there for years and then... And then I ordered this one thing and it wasn't good. Yeah. Never going again. Well, yeah. What about the 30 you, times it was before that? place is dead to me. Like, it's like, have you ever cooked something you've cooked a million times that came out bad? Maybe. Because they were by themselves. I, I, it is alarming that this woman went on her birthday by herself. You know, I wonder if there's something hidden behind it, though. Like, she came on her birthday to get her Greek omelet and wanted to use, like, the birthday coupon, and it's, you gotta bring someone else. Because one of the reasons in an article I said is they said she had to be accompanied by someone. Uh-huh. So I wonder if she's trying to use a coupon... They yeah, would, like you, you get a free meal, but we have to make some money somehow. Yeah, you get the free birthday one. Yeah. So I wonder if the, the story is a little deeper than what we're hearing. Yeah, it is very odd that they're not ta- sort of talking about how they denied her, why they denied her, and um, and, and what her disability is. Yeah, I want I want to know why the Daybreak Diner you know wouldn't let her in. Where's the people getting out in front of this story? Yeah, <laughs> where where are the people sticking up for the Daybreak Diner? But no, that- I mean where's this Daybreak Diner just saying like you know blah blah blah. Yeah. Well, this guy who shot it up is not the owner going, hey, these people are dead. Yeah. And we don't condone that. Oh, in a se- I'm reading a, an article right here that says no one from the restaurant could be reached for comment. They're probably busy answering <laughs> phone calls from This people. guy is, uh, he's at the Orange County Jail on $4,300 bond. That's not that much for sh- attempted murder. I would love for him to like leave a negative review of the gun that he used. He's like, yeah, I didn't, uh, wasn't that accurate. And then, and then the jail. Two stars. <laughs> <laughs> this jail, shitty food. The waffles here are so gross. Still leaving reviews for the judge. <laughs> Do they have to <laughs> yell for judges? <laughs> I give this judge, he gave me life in prison. I give him one star. I give him four stars. He's pretty much fair. 
<laughs> he was pretty spot on. One, because I had to address him as Mr. <laughs> I'm glad this woman is okay. I'm glad that people are, you know, standing up for something they think is right. Um, yeah. You know, I hope this guy gets everything thrown at him. He shouldn't be allowed in society. And we've learned a lot today. Yeah, we have learned a lot. I, I don't know what, but <laughs> we, we, we learned <laughs> Yelp reviews are monitored. That's just stay away from Florida in general. Yes. Chill out with reviewing stuff, though. <laughs> yeah, just chill just chill out. Just be chill. No, but she did, like you mentioned earlier, she did follow the proper yeah, protocol. Yeah, I, I think so. So this lady's cool for reviewing stuff. Everyone else, and I don't need to hear your Motel 6 review yeah. about how it's not the, the the Hilton, because it's a Motel 6. Yeah, or like the, hey, the Continental Breakfast at the Motel 6 is not good. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, what do you expect, dude? It's, it's a crappy piece of toast and uh, some crappy coffee. And that's fish with googly eyes on it. <laughs> Well, that's the one that drives me nuts is like, you should, you got to remind people you have to review whatever it is for what it is. Yeah, absolutely. You can't review the Motel 6 on like it's the Hilton, right? Yeah. They should be able to review you too, like on Uber, right? Like they review you like, like what was this guy even doing here? (laughs) (laughs) He should should have been at the Motel 5. Yeah. It's like, you're at a truck stop in the middle of South Dakota. And you're not a trucker. Yeah. I was on a road trip when I was like 18 and we get to this uh, truck stop and we go in to eat lunch and they have a restaurant there and we walk in the lady's like hey go sit wherever you want so we're like okay so we sit down we, the lady takes our order and a bunch of these big truckers come up to us they're uh, like hey you guys truckers and we're like no we're driving cross country and he's like this is the trucking only section oh we're like what yeah he's like yeah you can't sit here and we're like yes sir and we move to the other side of the restaurant and then did they come over and be like ah we we're just messing with no, you no and then the lady was Jeez. like the lady was like yeah I should have told you that's the trucking side the waitress I was like why you, don't you ask that before I almost got my throat slashed? Yeah, and you're like, sit anywhere if you're a trucker. Yeah, with the di- dude with nine teardrop tattoos. <laughs> Open carrying. And, and the last tattoo is my face. <laughs> it just says you. <laughs> it's just got a little mirror in the teardrop. <laughs> I love it. All right, so uh, let's keep this guy behind bars, man. I hope this guy doesn't get out. Yeah. And now, it's time for Strange Stories from the Time Capsule with Dr. Henry. In Canada, 2012, doctors were able to communicate with a man in a vegetative state. Coma-compliant Scott Routley was able to tell doctors by using his thoughts that he was not in any pain. This story comes from Reuters.com. That's a news source more reliable than my Chinese grandmother's home remedies. <laughs> Does she have some wack-ass oh, yeah. home remedies? Yeah. You got, a, you got the flu? Eat a pigeon head. You're like, what? <laughs> and everything seems to be cured or enhanced by rhino horn. Of course. Yeah. You got a cold? Rhino horn. China is definitely <laughs> the number one uh, offender of rhino extinction. <laughs> yes. Story goes, and this is under their oddly enough category. Um, Paris residents peeved at very public eco-friendly urinals. 
I'm liking this. A new set of eco-friendly but completely exposed urinals deployed on the streets of Paris are provoking uproar from locals. You know, you would think you just put these near the frat houses and it would solve a lot of problems. One of the bright red urinors installed by the Isle Saint-Louis, not far from Notre Dame Cathedral and overlooking tourist boats passing on the Seine, has caused particular indignation. How long till people don't just wee into these? How long till they start jerking off into them at tourists? <laughs> well, I guess I'd rather have them do it into a, a contraption than uh, just... Not a contraption. What is it called? <laughs> a device. A, uh, a container. <laughs> <laughs> then, then just like making eye contact with you, like out in the open. <laughs> He's got like an old pot. He's like, Whoa. locals have written to the town hall to demand its removal and are planning a petition. Ooh. There's no need to put something so immodest and ugly in such a historic spot," said Paula Pelzari, 68, owner of a of a Venetian art store. One would argue that an art store does not belong in a historic spot either. It should be all history stuff. It's but be- well, I don't know about that. It's beside the most. Be- isn't art historical? Yeah, but it doesn't say historical art. It could be some Venetian dude doing it. True. It's beside the most beautiful townhouse on the island, the Hotel de Lezune, where Badalaire lived. She said, referring to the 19th century French poet. So I did a little research on this guy, and turns out his stepdad kicked him out because he was a scrappy kid. The poet? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. So I think he would, of all the people... You know he's peed in the streets before is what you're trying to say. I'm trying to say he would approve. He would be pro-public urinals. Yes. Now, I have peed in one of these urinals before. Have you? Not this particular one in (laughs) Paris because these are new, but in Amsterdam I have. And in Amsterdam they have them up, you know, they're across the city. They're public urinals that you go into and they're right on the street. And they're kind of essentially just sort of like a bended little wall. Okay. And then it has a urinal inside. So you see people's legs, and but you don't really see them peeing. And I thought that was one of the most brilliant inventions ever because it was like people pee in the street all the time. Like I piss in the street yeah. constantly. And <laughs> You, I mean, you know, like you know, you just you come walking from the bar. You know, it's like you got to go to the bathroom. You know, yep. And you just pee on in an alley or something, or yep. behind a garbage can. You don't think it's that big of a deal, but here in Paris, apparently, it is a big deal. This particular one, the one that they created, there's no cover at all. It looks essentially like a recycling bin. It looks like a mailbox. Yeah, and it's specifically for males. It's, there's not a female version of it. You sort of like <laughs> lean forward, and there's no cover. You can essentially sort of see the guy's junk. For the ladies, I'm inventing a flower pot that you can discreetly <laughs> squat over. <laughs> so the woman continues. She feared the urinal installed around. 22 yards from a primary school incites exhibitionism. Or lets those kids waz wherever they need to waz. Well, why are they putting it next to a school? It's 22 yards from a school? That's not far at all. No, but if you're like the drunk dad dropping your kid off at 9 in the morning, you gotta waz because you've been drinking since 3 a.m. You shouldn't be driving your kid to school. <laughs> you're, walk- you're walking. Oh, you're walking him to school. Yeah, come on. That's where I draw the line. Yeah, maybe this is this might be entrapment. Uh, <laughs> entrapment because maybe they're like, ah, if you pee within 22... Because, like, isn't that... Oh, yeah, they're yeah. trying to put you on a database. They're trying yeah, to put you on like a list. Yeah, like, if you pee within like a, a school it can be exposure right like, yeah so i mean but where's the line how far away from the school can you was i have no idea i wouldn't do it i mean but 20 i think they would have thought that out i mean it's only 22 yards away i mean come on yeah how many people are peeing in that spot that they needed to put a urinal in 
Maybe a ton. Maybe there's a sweet bar right there. Yeah. The the designer of the urator, a combination of the French words for urinal and pavement, <laughs> said it offered an eco-solution to public peeing. The critics are like, what's next? It's a slippery slope. Deuce boxes. <laughs> a deuce box. A dew box. <laughs> a deuce box. <laughs> The device is essentially a box with an opening in the front and a floral display on top, containing straw, which transforms into compost for use in parks and gardens. What do you do for work, human compost collector? This is the most popular form of compost out there, is straw peed on by 500 different people. (laughs) It's great for my begonias. (laughs) Yes. I'm going to grow my my tomatoes in that bad boy. My peonies. (laughs) Ah, nice. But Il St. Louis locals said the receptacle with no stall around it of any kind could blight their ultra chic neighborhood. I like that the government's solution to public peeing is public peeing. (laughs) Classic government. It's awesome. (laughs) It's horrible, said the 50 year old owner of a nearby art gallery who declined to give his name. So there's multiple art galleries in the neighborhood. Those are the blight. We're told we have to accept this, but this is absolutely unacceptable. It's destroying the legacy of the island. People can't behave. It's destroying the legacy of people just free-willing peeing in the streets. I love, like, people can't behave. What? what how, how are they not behaving? Because they're peeing? Yeah. Like, what the hell the statement is that? Local mayor Ariel Weil insisted the devices were necessary. However, Paris authorities have rolled out four of the stand-up loos in spots where public peeing has been a problem, and a fifth is planned. Have you seen, like, the videos where they take the wall... And they they pull they, they where people pee a lot, uh-huh. and they cover it in a hydrophobic spray, uh-huh. so that when you pee on it, it just like with a with a vengeance splashes back on you. Really? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. That's why didn't they do that? Because it doesn't cost as much money as this, oh, probably. Yeah. And the, I would imagine that spray might be pretty bad. Oh, for it the is. Environment. It's, yeah. This is good for the environment. Yeah, you know? you're making compost. And there's a floral display on top. Yeah, there's a... You get to smell the roses as say, you pee. How disgusting must it smell around that box? Oh, I imagine it's gross. You're like, is someone making a meth lab around here? Yeah, but I mean, all alleyways smell like that though, right? That's true. Whereas you're, this is a constant, highly concentrated smell in one <laughs> particular place. Like, how can we take the smell of 80 alleyways <laughs> and combine them into one? <laughs> If we don't do anything, then men are just going to pee in the streets, he said. If it is really bothering people, we will find another location. Some have even branded their installation discriminatory. Oh. They have been installed on a sexist proposition. Men cannot control themselves from the bladder point of view. And so all of society has to adapt, said Gwendolyn Coypoit of French feminist group Femmes Solidaires. Public space must be transformed to cause them minimal discomfort well i guess they need to put my flower pot i just invented out yeah give the ladies an option yeah. and, and it, it's fine yeah you, i guess you don't see women urinating in public that often but i would say on I've, regular, seen, I've seen my fair share i mean i have too but i would say uh you see more men doing it than women I, yeah i think I, I think it's just a factor of it's so much easier yeah yeah absolutely but after you use these public urinal, how do you wash your hands? You save a little pee. <laughs> Which is sterile. <laughs> yeah, and you pee on your hands. There you go. They only put them near lakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it is right next to the, the historic river, uh, river there. Yeah, yeah, you just dunk your hands a couple times. <laughs> Called good. What do you think? Do you, are we pro this? If I was on vacation there, I would have to pee in one. 
just to do it. Yeah. So I am pro it. I am pro putting these urinals in, but not in the design in which they are using in Paris. I think using the one in Amsterdam is so much better because it is like, and I think they might even have a female version, mm-hmm. uh, a male and female uh, version of them. You can look them up, but that it's covered. You know, you don't get the whole exposure thing. You can put them closer to schools. It's not that big of a deal. The smell is definitely an issue, but to me, it's better than people just peeing on trees, peeing on benches. So I think going that route. So look up the Amsterdam one. I'm going to have the best advertising on my Google searches from here on in. Oh, that's super classy. Yeah, right? It's like solid from like the like the probably belly button down, and then it's got a nice little mesh you can look out at the scenery. Yeah, right? It's like way classier. It, there is coverage, whereas this one, there isn't a lot of coverage. I would walk into the Amsterdam one looking for like a payphone <laughs> and then be like, oh. <laughs> I did this. I forget where it was. Maybe it used to be, I think it was in Seattle uh-huh. where there was the bathroom that was, you couldn't see in, but you could see out. Oh yeah. That no. was all the rage or like it's got the was clear door and then it turns solid when you latch it. No one can see in, but you can see everything that's out. It's like an it's FBI a, interrogation it's amazing, room. dude. It's awesome. It's like in the middle of the restaurant too. Yeah. So yeah, I'm for it. I'm just for maybe having a little more closure and if people can, you know, instead of peeing in public places to actually pee in these things. I mean, I, who knows? Yeah. It would take time for people to sort of... How uh, much male daytime peeing is going on, though? I think it's mostly an evening gig. I'll be honest with you. The last time I was in Paris, I peed on a wall at this exact location. At what time of day? During the day. Oh, really? Yeah. During the day. <laughs> okay. It was in the morning. <laughs> I had to go so bad in there. I couldn't find a bathroom. And so I just peed on a wall right there in the day. But, what do you do? Yeah. You know? You go buy a coffee. You go You go shop for some art. Take a piece. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a fan. I would use one. But yes, more, more a little more enclosure. Yeah, a little more closure. Alright folks, that's it for today's episode. For more information and links to the news stories and the Bigfoot convention. <laughs> I'll put it up there. Yeah. <laughs> you can visit oddandoffbeat.com. Yeah, be sure to also uh, contribute to our weekly photo meme contest to win some cool swag. Yep, we always have great debates as to the winner. Yeah. <laughs> Ends up flipping a coin. <laughs> also, you can go to our website, oddandoffbeat.com and we got a merch page with some cool merch, some mugs, uh, some t-shirts that you can get your own swag and support the program also if you wouldn't mind telling your friends about our program get a few more listeners if you can uh leave us a little review that helps us out on the rankings in itunes for a weird news program so that would help us out quite a bit we're gonna find people see the louis fox show this week besides uh trolling the internet for (laughs) mythological creature penises Um, I will be uh, start performing at the SeaTac Airport in Seattle starting the 16th, running through the 24th of December. That's 8 a.m. to noon, and I'm uh, through security, so you got to have a ticket to see me. I'll be there with my you fleece. You have to have a plane ticket to see yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, you got to have a plane ticket. Uh, I'll be there with my flea circus. And then on the 17th of 
of December, you can check me out at the Snohomish Library. Ooh, it's that's cool. Snohomish, Washington, teaching the kids uh, about books and doing some cool magic tricks for them. And the condensed version is Snowho, right? They a call snow-ho. it Snowho. A Snowho. Yep. <laughs> that's also uh, the uh, mountain Bigfoot. Oh, yeah. There's a La- snow-ho. Lady Mountain. <laughs> <laughs> it's Yeti's girlfriend, is a Snowho. <laughs> At <laughs> where can they catch the Matt Baker uh, show this week? I got a corporate event in Wyoming that I'm, uh, I'm not super excited about. Do you own like snow gear? Do you own snow pants? I do own snow pants. Really? I, I do. I've worn them once. In 1997. Yeah, I, I own some boots and some snow pants. Uh, I hate driving in the snow, man. So, Are you driving out? Or? No, I fly to Billings and then drive down. Uh, it's a really yeah. small town in Wyoming. I think it's like a natural gas company or something like that. Okay. Um, and then I have a show on December. You're making that fracking dollars. I ha- I've done a couple of those. It's a little weird. And it's interesting to talk to him about it because, you know, I, I don't know much about it. And, I, you know, most of my viewpoints uh, slant left. You're anti-fracking. Yeah, you know. And so they're they're very, you know, they're in the industry. So they're like, yeah. oh, it's so good. It's fine. It's no problem. Except for the people that can light their faucets on fire. Yeah, it's like my brother who is like a corporate lawyer for coal companies. It's He's very pro-coal. Yeah. And like coal and pro-mining. And granted, he has a lot more knowledge on it. But it's just like, really? You really, th- you really think that's good for the yeah. environment? You really like, think yeah. digging up dinosaurs and burning them is good? <laughs> Yeah, so uh, I'll be doing that on the 14th. So if you're out in Wyoming, uh, give me a call. We'll hang out. I have a show on the 16th at the Seattle Center Center House at noon. And it's called The Most Awesome Variety Show Ever. It's a fantastic show. It is. Uh, we do it a yearly show. It's uh, it's ran. I'll be emceeing it and it will be with a couple of my friends, a friend of the program, Steve Hamilton. Steve's awesome. We'll be there. A friend, Bill Robeson, and a fantastic jump roper. Oh, Renee. Renee's going to be there. So, and it's absolutely free, and it's an hour-long show on the 16th. I think I think the show's at noon, so that's December 16th at the Seattle Center in the Center House. So uh, come and check that out, and that's my only public appearance this month other than uh, a couple couple cruises. So, Oh, nice. Uh, so come check that out. Um, so if you can, send us your weird news stories, um, whatever you find scouring the internet, and if you find a good story on Bigfoot Penis, we'll do it. Send <laughs> only, it to only us. Only Bigfoot Penis. <laughs> We don't care about balls. We don't care about chode. <laughs> Only Bigfoot penis. And you can do that at info and odd and offbeat.com. Info at odd and offbeat. What did I say? Info in. At, yes. Info <laughs> at odd and offbeat.com. <laughs> We're on the new internet. It's all in. <laughs> so uh, thanks so much for listening to today's program. Have a weird week. We are out. Bye. Thanks for listening to the odd and offbeat podcast. Stay weird. This episode is sponsored by the Association of Race Car Drivers with Narcolepsy. You didn't know it existed, but you know you want to watch.